0: everybody welcome back to episode 28 this week of that scale rc show i am jeremy one of your hosts along here with adam adam dean
1: well you just said jeremy so i didn't think i had to be so formal Oh,
0: okay well i don't know you you always do like the last name thing and like super formal the way you introduce yourself each week (laughs) and it's like it's, it's like I want to just shake your hand when you say it like pleasure to meet you Adam Dean
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I'm just giving you crap um you want to know what I thought what when you were saying that was like it's a crazy coincidence so this is episode 28 and tomorrow is the 28th which happens to be Thanksgiving
0: so if I don't upload it on the 28th then I suck basically. no
1: you can up you can upload it whenever
0: no I'll do it tonight but I'm just thinking like, you know, to really make this work it's got to be on the 28th, so I'll do that, I'll, I'll play along You're going to play along? Okay. I'll play along So we don't have a guest or anything for you guys this week um, Next week we will though, and I'm going to go ahead and say who it is, which is Chris Crew Jones of Altra Running, uh, they're a footwear company that is heavily vested in this uh, RC scene, uh, more notably the like skill ultra style, uh, 5k events and whatnot, but pretty much just about anyone now that's involved in the hobby, especially in California and Utah, you will see a pair of ultra shoes on their feet. So, um, Chris is part of something really unique by bringing an RC program into the folds of their brand. And, uh, I think it'll be really cool to kind of get some history on their events and stuff. And, uh, See how he had got into RC because he's very much an athlete, um, distance runner. And then he's also big into cycling and stuff too. So, um, wouldn't really at first have him pegged for an RC guy, but when you combine that and running, he is all about it. So, uh, that'll be a really fun episode next week. He's got a bunch of family in town, so we weren't able to have him this week, but we have some other important stuff for you guys planned tonight, uh, since we won't be having him on. So... Um, We had done a post asking you guys to throw out some of your favorite products for gift ideas for people. And so uh, Adam and I are going to help you this episode with some of your holiday shopping. Um, Well, either, either help you or cause you to go into
1: financial debt one of the
0: two. Yeah, or or confuse you and really be no help at all, which is a really distinct possibility too. So <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best. Um news, there's not really any, is there?
1: No, not that I know of. I mean, it's it, like I kind of go based off of stuff that I've seen floating around online on, you know, whether it be social media, uh, like YouTube, whatever. And I know like I know like SBC or SPC, SPG uh, just released a video on the Ford um, Axial SCX-10. So if that's what they're kind of like still getting, like people are still kind of like, you know, talking about that mainly because I think it never got the, rec- or not I don't know, the recognition or the announcement that it should have got when it came out. Um, but so that I, that's why I'm saying I don't really think there's anything new because I think that came out like three weeks ago and,
0: it was Not kind really. of overshadowed by the Capra, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, big time.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. They, you know, I I really do like the one that Elio made. that That one turned out really good. I like that look. I, of course, you know me like anything that's like desert racing related. I'm just all about and think is extra neat and cool. So,
1: yeah. A little fun but fact yeah. about, that about that one. He said that he's only using that for like videos and teasers he's not actually hitting the trail with it really that's what he told me
0: see that's the nice thing about doing those patina body builds and stuff is you can go out and beat the crap out of them nobody ever notices yeah they just they just look better yeah,
1: he just said he wanted something that, that had that old-school Baja look, so he – I forget. He put some brushless motor in it, and he stole the sway bar off his SMT10 and some other stuff for the rear end of it. So he said, yeah, I just want it to look like it goes fast, and I might do a couple of videos, and that's all it will ever be used for. And I said, Wow.
0: Yeah, I saw there is, I, I don't remember who it is, but there's a dude that's working on a IFS front end for the scx 102 which I thought was kind of cool. Is that uh,
1: the, is that that guy, uh, Bert Mantelo or whatever his name is from overseas?
0: You know, I'm not sure. Um, what I saw was like some white kind of pre-production looking uh, 3, 3D printed plastic that was in front of it. You know,
1: then it's that or there's another company. Now you're going to make me look. I follow a guy on Instagram who's got some IFS thing, but it's actually, in my opinion, for the amount of what, like, what's the word, like, the amount he has invested in it, I'm surprised that he's able to sell it kind of at the price that he's at. I mean, he's been doing nothing but, um, you know, revamping and redesigning and engineering the front end
0: it's a pretty cool project. It would just, the thing that I think would be difficult is like getting, you know, like drive lines and stuff like that for the front, you know, to get drive shafts to fit right and get the right length dog bones and stuff. And yeah. And and not only that, but getting a front ring and pinion that is geared to where it'll work with the AR 44s anyways. Like, so, I mean, basically what I'm saying is it's no small endeavor. So that's kind of a, crazy build for somebody to attempt so i don't know i just thought it was pretty rad so there's that was it
1: jw jw designs sorry i think i just found
0: it uh if, if it's white plastic it's the one i honestly don't remember the name
1: yeah it's uh he's got a whole 3d printed thing and he's actually got a black set on one of his cars but he did it on like a dodge durango body oh weird was that what you saw? Maybe we're seeing two different things. I don't know. I might have to send this to you. and I, yeah, might have I don't to, know. Huh. I, I might have to actually put this out on um, on our uh, page or something because it's very interesting. He's already He's got quite a good following, but he's only got 28 posts, and they're all related to that IFS. Huh.
0: Interesting. It's a cool idea. I thought it was really cool. And then uh, what else we got? Um, so Team Garage Hack is coming out with some uh, very high-quality steel um, overdrive gears for the portal boxes on the Capra, and then Super Shafty is doing aluminum axles for the Capra, which that that's actually kind of some big news. that they're, I mean, I know they've done a lot of stuff like wheels and whatnot, and I think they're mostly, like, famous for their bomb-proof, bomb-proof transmissions. You know, I know that's, like, kind of... Maybe like their bread and butter item because I see a lot of those, but I that's a pretty uh, big venture, you know, going into the aftermarket axle realm. So I think that's pretty neat. That's going to be really cool. I just said realm. God damn it. I hate words like that.
1: <laughs> what's what's the matter with realm? It reminds me of the role playing games.
0: I know. I was just going to say it reminds me of like LARPing like you know like dudes that dress up as knights and wizards and stuff and like from uh that movie role models i don't know if you remember that or not that yeah it was fantastic but anyways yeah no realm pisses me off it sounds like a medieval term which i'm not about that medieval life so
1: um i was gonna say the other thing too and, and i don't know who exactly is coming out with it and i don't even know if i'm supposed to say it but i mean i i don't know i'll just, do, just it anyways. do it anyways you <laughs> Yulio Julio showed me some guy who's coming out with some sort of scale twin i beam kit
0: oh you know and i, I forget thought, who he I said thought like, i thought vp had a post about that a long time ago that they posted some diagrams of a uh, the twin i beam
1: yeah um i honestly i don't know he showed it to me and he said the guy's in the middle of working on it and it's all gonna be i forget what he would he say it was 3d printed all i know is that he said once that comes out he says he's putting it on the ford build
0: that would be another very difficult that's that would probably be harder to do than the ifs front end i mean That one's important too, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, the arm front end. Doing doing the double I-beams would be way harder.
1: Yeah, see, that's why I don't know how that's going to come out because, I mean, in my opinion, I think the twin I-beam was one of, like, the most ridiculous, like, front ends ever to to be introduced in the real world. So to try and scale it down is going to be ridiculous
0: it would be really hard especially with trying to get it to be four wheel drive two wheel drive not so much but four wheel drive to have it functioning that would be a pretty big uh feat in engineering so i don't know I'd, I'd like to see him do it i think that's pretty rad i mean that would be cool
1: yeah i just forget i just forget who it was i don't know if it was like scale built or it was something i don't know he he told me who it was and when he told me who it was i said wow i didn't even know they they did stuff like that and yeah i don't know i might have to bug them for it again but yeah i thought that was pretty interesting and i also think it's pretty interesting we said there's no real news and here we are splitting all this new news stuff out
0: just because it goes to show you we just can't plan anything because it all just happens (laughs) 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 no it's those the i-beam front ends are funny because it's like people either like them or they hate them you know because they do look super goofy because of all the positive camber they have when they're at you know, full droop. And so they look just yep. super funny, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's something that's been around forever in the desert racing world, especially with like old Fords and Broncos and stuff. So, I mean, it'd be super appropriate on that SCX 10. So that, I think that will look pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I told him, I said, all right, well when you do it, I'll take a look at it. Cause I, pro- I probably personally won't because I don't think any of my builds are not one of them is a Ford.
0: I don't know how something like that would crawl too good either. I mean, it'd be fun on trails and stuff, but that would be just really interesting to see how all that would work. You know what's weird? That Ford, the, the F, what is it? It's a F-100, right? Yeah, it's F-100. Yeah. That thing, for whatever reason, gives me like kind of like deja vu from the the um, the Betty body. Like it just oh, kind of has that like feel to it, don't you think?
1: the second betty body mm mm-hmm. mhm or i should say see this, maybe we'll have this debate right now i feel like one of those sports analysis where you have to sit here and say your two points and see who's right and wrong <laughs> um so they originally used the term betty to describe two bodies that axial came out with years ago so there was what and this is how i always you know uh, deciphered the two, or like you know, I guess kept them separate. So there was the body that they came out with that was that went on the Scorpion that looked like the Dodge, you know, Power Wagon or something like that, and mm-hmm. it was called the B-17 Betty body because it had all like the fighter jet stickers that came with it. So, uh-huh. they, so I always nicknamed that one the B-17 Betty. Then when I got my original. SEX 10 kit um it came with that betty body that you're talking about the very round almost like i want to say it was which was interesting because i mean i i said it was a chevy just because i'm a chevy fan but it was very you know it was very round but you're right it does have a very similar feel to it and uh then that one was all was was called the betty so it was interesting. Like some people would say, "Yeah, I have a Betty Body for sale," and you go and look, and it was the round one. Other people would say they had one for sale, and it was that Power Wagon looking one. So.
0: Oh, I gotcha. Okay.
1: Yeah, so so it was very conf- it was some confusing times for some people.
0: It just has like a really like nostalgic look to it. Like I mean, obviously because it's old, but the- also like it just. When I look at that thing, it makes me think about, like, really early Axial stuff, not a newer release. It, it's just – I don't know. It's just strange. It's I mean, it's just probably the way my brain works, but it just kind of trips me out every time I look at those. And, and I enjoy seeing all the different ones. I think they look really cool. So
1: Yeah, and the other thing I think that's really cool, and I definitely do got to say, you know, hats off to Axial for this one, is – I like the fact that they've engineered a way to have body posts but they're hidden.
0: Yeah, isn't that nice? Like I mean, the like Capra, the UMGs that way too. Like that is really really cool. Because not enough people say this enough, but like if you look at people who are truly
1: scale, like and I've done it with like my black and gold JK, you know, to make it look more scale, you you fi- you hide the way you mount the body. So in what are the traditional ways? Velcro magnets you know some sort of something sort of adhesive kind of thing like that well the problem Mm -hmm. with that is you know I know especially like because I use velcro if it gets too wet it'll undo itself or if like the body gets really hung on something it'll just pull itself off magnets work pretty well but you got to have them placed like just right and you almost need to have like magnet cups because sometimes the body can still shift on top of the magnets and it's like uh, so it's like so, so coming up with some inverted slash hidden body post you're now keeping a rigid rigid, you know mount but you're not looking at anything so it's super scale
0: yeah because they're they're using all the for people that haven't seen this yet it's they're using the molded plastic grill and headlight pieces and stuff and what they're doing is they're putting uh posts on the back side of that and then on the chassis um either near the shock towers or at the front of the chassis where the bumper mount is they've got um the holes for the body post to drop through. And so it all ends up being super tidy and hidden and looks really cool. I mean, basically it's just like what you see on the Capra, but they've done it with like the UMG and then that F100, but yeah, just super cool little detail that honestly, like, I don't know the stuff that Axial's released lately. They have so many rad little details that just don't get talked about that. I feel like they should be using as a sales tool to help push more of the rigs and like, I don't know, like when we were talking about the dual paint job, you know, the dual paint colors on the Wraith 1.9, like little stuff like that that they don't even point out to the consumer in any of their, um, you know, specs or descriptions or anything. Like they don't really push any of it at all. And uh, it, it ends up being just this rad little scale detail that they've added, just like with the hidden body posts. But, you know, they don't really address it. So it's like kind of a surprise when you see all this stuff.
1: Yeah, and also um, with all that going on, I'm surprised somebody in the three D printed world because I probably think you could do it out of that easier than anything else. But I'm surprised somebody hasn't come up with some sort of three D printed universal hidden body post kit.
0: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. You know something? Yeah,
0: that seems like a very much like a Knight Customs product. That seems like something he would make.
1: Yeah, like something almost that you like goo into place on under the hood and then it mounts into some sort of a walking device, you know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, that's, you know... I just think like, you know, with all the people that, you know, do 3D printing now, I'm surprised somebody hasn't tried to really go out of the box and do something like that. Um, like, I think it'd be something that would actually move. But see, the hard part, and I guess that's really where it gets hard, is there's so many different bodies it's so hard to
0: yeah it almost have to be like model specific or have like a million different spacers in it or something to get it to work and distance itself out from the grill and everything so yeah probably be hard i you know i i did the velcro thing for a while and i I, you know you're you're right it looks way better but man if It just, it can be such a pain in the butt having it pop off like what you're talking about and stuff that honestly like almost everything I've built lately, like even the Ram charger, I just ran the body posts through it just because it's so much more secure and stuff. And especially with like the terrain that we have up here and stuff, you know, like when cars fall off of something, it's usually, you know, a couple feet to the ground and that stuff never stays on, so... I know it's kind of lame to see posts and stuff on it, but I mean, I drive these rigs and so it's kind of, you know, it's more out of necessity that I ended up going that way, even though it is kind of unsightly, but.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of funny that you say like use the term unsightly because like, I mean, realistically about five years ago, putting body posts through your build, like wasn't really even like, like, you know, everybody was. Like it's just like that's just how you put your car together. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. wow you're still running body posts. It was just kind of like okay that's like the norm. So now it's like almost everybody's like you're still running body posts. Like well, what the heck? So
0: yeah, exactly.
1: It's and just funny.
0: It is kind of funny. Like should point out too that we're seeing stuff like the hidden body posts and everything. Post horizon purchase. So and uh, you know like we've been saying so many times a lot of good things have come from it so everybody that are, is still pissed off about it and thinks that you know this has been a negative thing for the brand you know it's like come on look around i mean little details like that are so rad and that's the type of things that we're getting now so it's it's i don't i don't know uh, hopefully by now people are over it and they're seeing all of this as a positive
1: yeah no i agree and then it also got me just like all this talking like i was like man i feel like i'm missing something but now i'm trying to find where i saw it and i can't and it's really frustrating me but i'm almost positive didn't red cat just release another
0: oh i heard about something like that i i saw a picture of an interior but that's all i've seen
1: I thought it was like a Scout two or something like that that they're releasing.
0: Maybe it is. What I saw was a super detailed interior. Or maybe it was, it was a regular red. Scout. I don't know. All I know is it was. It was like, a Red Cap post.
1: Yes, and I thought it was. I thought it was a. I want to say I thought it was a. I think they're almost doing kind of like. What's the term? Almost like how Axials doing their like hard tops or conversion stuff, like with the Blazer, you could put the hard top on or take it off. I almost want to say you can do the same thing with this one. I think it's like designed almost like the Pro Line uh, Ram Charger, you could do convertible exactly. or top. So, um, but I could be wrong. And then also the only other new thing, which because I don't know if we touched base on, on this the last episode, and that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up, is. Traxxas is coming out with another TRX4 with the early like 7170 style, uh, blazer body. Mm, hmm. So it looks very similar. It looks very similar to like the one that Axial released.
0: Yeah, it does very much. So you know, I, uh, I don't know what interior this is. I want to say this is a VS410 interior looking at it, but, uh, it it was just a post they said it said if you if you ax a top on the red cat gen eight scout two and have an idea for proper seating, you would need then you would then need a dash and a console for interior, right? And that was just the end of the post for whatever reason. So it what it appears to be is a V S four ten interior in their scout.
1: Oh okay. Um, huh,
0: so yeah. well i I haven't seen any pictures on here of it yet, so but yeah, I think that's about it
1: um as far as like news or new releases or anything
0: I'm trying really hard to find more info on it and I'm just not seeing it man
1: yeah i I forget where I saw it too
0: oh yeah, and then like I guess another the number... like picture of it showing the top off too it's like a computer Rendering or a photo somebody vectorized, but it's showing the top off of one with a full roll cage in it though, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I thought was pretty interesting, and I don't know, and you know, and I want to hear your take on this. Did you see the post from Horizon Hobby putting out the? Um, you can now put in an application if you want to be a brand ambassador.
0: I saw that. Yeah, that's interesting. I
1: it's interesting because usually because like we're in that time of the year where everybody wants to do the sponsors and the sponsorships and all that stuff, they're actually doing it a little differently because they're saying brand ambassador. so it's kind of like an interesting you know take on everything you're used to seeing.
0: Yeah it seems weird to see something like that from horizon. you know you would think that they get so many people asking for stuff that they would never need to make a post like that know what I mean? Like, I I mean, I, from the people that I know that, you know, work in this business and stuff too, like all of us get pretty bombarded with people asking for free stuff and, you know, wanting to give you more exposure and be a brand ambassador and all this stuff. So, I mean, all of us see a lot of emails like that. And that's why it's surprising to see them advertising something like that because, I'm pretty sure normally you wouldn't need to.
1: Yeah, well, or maybe they're trying to see if there's people out there that want to do it. It's like I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. it's like maybe people that already like are brand ambassadors for certain brands, and maybe they want and see if they're interested. Maybe that's their way of saying, "Hey, are you, anyone out there interested doing this that already has experience?" Versus just like your Joe Blow that's like,
0: "Yeah, I want to I want to rep
1: your stuff, and I want you know." I want to do whatever. Well, that,
0: that's the hard part because like, there's not very many YouTube channels out there that, you know, of these people that are like doing it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's, that's, what's weird. It's like, you don't have like a super deep talent pool to, you know, of guys actually doing a good job. Like, let's say like RC girl, for example, you know, like there's not a lot of RC girls out there. You know, I'm using that as like a generic term, but I mean, you know there's not a lot of people out there like her that could fulfill the obligations of being involved in something like that you know and doing it well because the bulk of the youtube channels that you see are just kind of i don't know i mean cool that everybody's having fun doing it but a lot of them are just trash you know like like the dude with the plane for example did you see that video the guy no. that no. oh my god so. this dude I'll have to send you the link to it. This I, I would put it on the podcast page, but the thing is, like, the dude is, like, just dropping F-bombs left and right. But, like, the angriest man on the planet is flying this plane that he's having some trouble with, and he just piles his thing into the ground. And then, like, his wife or girlfriend is filming the whole thing, and he's just f this you you know just carrying on, carrying on, like he can't get the battery in, and he's super pissed off at the plane, just getting the battery in, so it's like you're watching it just going oh man, if you're like this mad already just trying to like close the cockpit and get the battery to fit in, like do not fly this thing because it's not going to end well. And then sure enough, the dude just drills a thing into the ground and then he has a fit and goes over and he starts jumping up and down on it and stuff. And like, dude, it is the biggest grown man temper tantrum you've ever seen. And it's just when I think wow. RC wow. YouTube channels, it's stuff like that. It's just like, you know dude's driving over piles of pine needles and stuff. And it's like, there's not a lot of super high quality content creators out there to begin with. So I don't know, maybe Horizon has some plan that we don't know about that, you know, they probably have a much better understanding of than us just being, you know, trying to figure out on the sidelines here, but yeah, just kind of a, I don't know, strange, surprising move from them.
1: Yeah, and that's why I brought it up because, you know, maybe we have a listener who thinks that they, you know, have what it takes to be a brand ambassador or want to, you know, get involved. But, I mean, it'd be interesting to see where it goes from there. So, yeah. Because it's just something, like I said, you're just not used to seeing. It's not the norm that you see every day.
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's like they've got, like,. You know, there's guys like Elio that are talented builders that they work with and stuff and you know, that's cool and then you work with them and stuff too and you know, I I get that, but like you guys are more of a physical presence in the R C world than a lot of the other people that they would, you know, consider for a position like that. You know, you guys are like out and actively involved versus when I think brand ambassador, the first thing that comes to my mind is just social media, not, you know, being present at public events like what you guys do
1: yeah but see that's the other thing that's always hard too because I'd like to build up you know a, a YouTube channel or whatever but it's just like right now with the way I got work going on I mean I could barely finish up and keep up with what I got going on so it's like how can I take on that commitment to you know doing that but I mean it's it's definitely a goal of mine I'd like to be able to do a little more. You know, like YouTube, qual- like quality videos or whatnot. Like even with the mm-hmm. even with our even with our YouTube for the Scale sea show, I mean, we haven't really released anything in a while. And uh, as far as uh, like you know, quality content, I think the last quality content was your uh, backpack. Um, you know, your backpack dump or whatever oh, you want to call
0: yeah. Put. Well, we actually so Travis works at Freefly and i don't know if you know Uh who fly is but they do drones for um hollywood for like real movie studios and so they build these like you know we're talking like twenty thousand dollar drones that are for cinematography that they make and stuff but they also have a handheld gimbal that they make and the thing retails at like 300 bucks like it's a super nice smartphone gimbal and uh they just gave one to Trab today because he works there. And so we'll get to play with that and actually have some nicer video now that we've actually got a gimbal. But I mean, it's it's tough. Like, I get it. I mean, you know, like the desire is definitely there. But man, it's like having a, a, it's like working a whole other job once you start. Oh, you know, tell me about it. Want to have a YouTube channel. And it's like, and you got to keep pumping out content to keep people interested. Otherwise, they forget about you, you know. So that, that's the hard part. And, you know, every time that we miss an episode, you know, during the week or whatever because of me being sick or something, you know, like it kills me because it's like, man, I hope people don't forget about us or just, you know, because the best way to keep everybody engaged is to just be present and, you know, right in the front of everybody's thoughts with posts and videos and whatnot. So... I don't know, and, and that's part of the reason why, like, I, I'm liking doing posts on the podcast page with, you know, like, trying to get more engagement from people, rather than us just making, like, an announcement and giving information, like, with the the gift idea one for this episode, you know, it's like, it's nice actually having people engaging with us and posting stuff and everything, so, I mean think you know even though we're not having you know a lot of video content or anything i I think as long as we keep doing that that's definitely gonna help but um, oh yeah i know for for sor we're gonna we're actually over the weekend we're doing a uh, studio with like a backdrop and a table and lights and everything so that that gets to be my big project this weekend because i want to start doing more like live feed stuff and everything and um with some of the things that we've got coming up, we kind of need a nice way of presenting some of these new, new products and stuff we're coming out with. So that's what we'll get to do now. But I mean, I know I just got done saying that it's like, it's like having a whole other, you know, another job that you're working, but it, I don't know. It, it, it's going to take up more time, but it'll it'll be worth it and pay off.
1: No, it definitely does. And, uh, it's like I know I went and I want to say almost two years ago now, I bought a uh I don't even I'm trying to think of the name of the brand now. I bought a Oh, is it or do I is it in this backpack? No, it's not. Um I have a yeah, it's not in this one. Um I have a gimbal for my uh GoPro Hero. And I'm trying oh, to remember nice. the I'm trying to remember or not hero, the Session. That's why I was such mm-hmm. a pain in the butt finding one. But uh, they do have an adapter. Well, the head is interchangeable, so I could order the Hero one, which I've been thinking about getting rid of my Session and getting a Hero, but I haven't really used the GoPro in I don't know how long now, so it's almost like it's hard to like justify going and getting that. But, yeah, it, I mean, I got the Gimbal, and I, I think I filmed with it once. And I haven't really? used it since. I mean, it gave killer shots. Totally changed the game of, of the video. But I just haven't had like I just like you know we hit axial fe- like I really should have just wandered around axial fest with it, you know, or crawl for a cure. Like when I'm at events, I really should just pull it out and record.
0: Yeah, I mean, you never know what you're gonna get. You could get an interview. You could get some cool crawling footage. Like there's all kinds of stuff. It's just funny that like. Trav ends up getting a gimbal this week when it was something that was like right in the front of my mind this week. I like I was looking on Amazon, looking at different gimbals and stuff. Like, man, I really need this because that would really help, you know, with the quality of stuff. And then, sure enough, (laughs) so just kind of funny how that works. But I don't know. At least he'll be able to help help with some of this stuff because I mean, like, dude, today I spent an entire day just doing renderings of copper wraps, like. I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, we're going to take on this now, too. Like, (laughs) uh, where am I going to find the time for it? Yeah. No, I
1: get it. And for you, it's a little harder because, like, that's your business. See, like, my business is, like, totally not even related to RC. So it's, like, that's why, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, the last thing. I'm not the last thing, but, like, sometimes you're so burnt out. You're just like, "Uh, yeah, I really don't want to sit there and do that. Like, I mean, I stare at the pile of parts of my Capra, and I go... I have it all there i could bolt it all together i'd be done but it's like i go oh, I'm, just, I'm just so exhausted from work i don't even want to do it it's like <laughs> yeah
0: well now you now you know how it feels with to be me with like my builds and stuff because it's like by the time you're done doing rc stuff all day it's like i do not want to work on my own things at all you know it's like just oh my god this is so tedious and you know with me i'm thinking about like well i could be doing you know x number of other things right now that are money making things instead of working on this but luckily most of like my personal rc stuff ends up being somehow work related anyways and so it works out okay but i don't know it, it's tough and like people will message you on like sundays and stuff and you're just like oh, just give me one day exactly I just, one, I just want one day where i don't have to do it
1: <laughs> no i hear you i mean yeah it's you know it's part of it's part of the hobby it's part of the fun i mean don't get me wrong i love all the stuff And like i said i, I know i still oh, yeah, ha-
0: yeah
1: i still got to get my drag car wrapped up um i mean i got a, i got a lot of projects going but the beauty of it and i don't know how it is up there for you but down here in california we just got slammed with I, I want to say – actually, I'm just going to say it. We got slammed with our first real winter storm. I mean it's insane how cold this rain is. And really? I know a lot of people – and I know people in, in other parts of the country are going, oh my god, you're saying that's cold, that's nothing. But for California, you got to know that especially like where I'm at, if it drops to 44 degrees and it's raining – you know it's cold because it's like that's not typically how cold it gets you know in you know in in the bay area that's just not really how you know cold it gets period in that region of california i mean we're going i mean i'm leaving tomorrow morning for auburn and it's like a high of 44 every day and it drops to like 32 33 degrees at night but that's like normal because you're up in the mountains you're at higher elevation so it's going to be colder but when you're only at like a thousand um elevation it you're usually you're not getting that kind of a a, a freeze so i knew that we're getting cold because you know because that rain's been yeah it's been brutal so we've already got hit slam with rain um and then actually starting i want to say friday or saturday we're going to get hit solid for 7 days we have a forecast of rain
0: wow dang
1: so yeah, it,
0: yeah. it's been pretty cold here like we got like frost in the morning and stuff and it's been dipping down into the 30s at night now like it just started getting down into like freezing temperatures at night but it's it's still not too bad, but we're, like, right at sea level here. So, I mean, really, I mean, I don't care. I mean, even if it rains, I mean, I'll I'll still go out. It doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we were, God, we were out not too long ago, and it was just just a weird day. It was super nice, and it was windy and pouring on us, and it was just all over the place. But it ended up still being a pretty awesome day, so. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I do got to say though. When you get hit with all this stuff, we actually get to like you're you're more indoors, so you're more I guess likely to finish your builds, work on your builds to your extent. I mean, I right. can't I can't really do any painting inside cuz you'll like fumigate your garage or your house or wherever you're painting. But let
0: that stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't though. Like I have to do it. So, but I do miss being able to do that outside in the summertime. It is a lot more pleasant.
1: Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Um, I was gonna say, did you want to get into? Uh, so, what are we gonna call it? Our buyer's guide or wish list or what? Are we what are we gonna call it?
0: We can call it our scale RC holiday gift guide Okay. because you can't can't say christmas anymore because people yes, he freak can. out yes you yes, can are you sure
1: yeah it's christmas, yeah, it's christmas. i don't Chris- even
0: know if i'm am i supposed to call you sir even like I, I don't know i don't even know how to act anymore so i i i, I, don't, know I, what, I don't know what the right words are i identify as a king Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> 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 I identify as a carbohydrate.
1: Uh, no, with all jokes aside, though. Um, no, I mean holiday, I, I'm those,
0: holiday gift guide.
1: I'm one of those. I don't care. Just say it what it is. You're not gonna offend me, and I'm sorry if you're offended. Then I don't know what else to tell you.
0: Tough enough. It's up. just facts. It's facts. There is a Christmas
1: so but do you want to start
0: um yeah actually so what do we do do we start at one and work our way to 10 or do we start at 10 and work our way down to number one because i don't have mine in any kind of order yeah i was gonna say mine, mine.
1: yeah mine's not in any kind of order either
0: i guess since it's not any kind of order then i'm gonna start with number one then so um with my list what the things that I cuz I'm I know for one like for me I'm terrible to shop for because I'm very particular about stuff and I know a lot of hobbyists are very particular about the things that they want you know and so like when it comes to something like a you know buying tires for somebody or something like that it's really easy to get the The wrong one, really, because there's so many choices unless, you know, somebody specifically asked for it. But if you're trying to surprise somebody or you just want to do some stocking stuffers, this is kind of the direction that I went with this list. So the first thing I have at number one is the A-Main Trail Keg, which is a cool gift or stocking stuffer. And basically what that is is it's a sealed water-resistant container with a tool wrap in it. And it comes with a small wrench with like a 5.5 and some other uh, handy sizes on it that are um, consistent with what you need for RC. And uh, it's got a little magnet in the lid so that your screws don't, you know, get lost or anything if you have to make a trail repair. So it's something that A-Main came out with. And honestly, like, they didn't push it very hard. And I think it's a really cool thing. And, uh, I wish that they would push it more because it's a rad little item and just about every backpack has a water bottle storage pocket on it. So it's a perfect thing for that. So a main trail keg, um, I think they run about $25. Uh, so cool, thoughtful item that, you know, anything tour related is always a great gift. Um, if somebody's on your list is needing a servo, I would suggest going with like the protec 370 TBL servo. Um, it's kind of spendy, but it's waterproof. It is very, very tough and has ungodly amounts of torque. And so, uh, basically if you were to buy that servo for somebody like whoever is on the receiving end of that, they're not going to be bummed out because that thing's pretty rad. Um, Number three, um, if you have a Jeep fan on your Christmas list, um, the new Proline Jeep Gladiator body would be a good one for the Jeep fan in your life. Uh, Number four, so and this is going to depend on the geography of where you live at, but um, number four, I put down the SCX-24. Because if you live in a part of the country where you know it's nasty out, or if you're just a sissy and you don't want to go outside and crawl, then SCX-24 um, <laughs> S- is perfect. Build a little course in your house or on your couch or garage or whatever and stay entertained when you can't be outside driving your tent scale one. Um, so that was number four. Number five, um, if you were to buy somebody an RC four-wheel drive winch and controller, um, they probably aren't going to return it. That's something that just about everybody wants or has or can use. And so that's a cool, uh, item that's, you know, under a hundred dollars for the two, for the winch and the controller. And, uh, that, that is almost always something that could be used by any scale RC hobbyist. Um, six, if you're wanting to drop a little more money on, on, uh, the scalar in your life, the, I was going to suggest the spectrum dx5 rugged uh with it being waterproof and having tool storage in it which is a really cool feature uh thumb steer so if uh somebody's got a crappy radio and they're needing to upgrade i would definitely say uh get them a dx5 rugged and then uh seven this is getting into the more like baller items here but uh seven the axial capra probably can't go wrong i think that uh Anybody would be pretty stoked to have that under their tree. Um, Number eight, um, if you're looking to get them an RTR, if you've got a kid who's looking to get into the hobby um, and doesn't have a whole... This is something that would work good for... I don't want to catch myself so I don't get in trouble here. This would be a great gift for somebody who's experienced or not experienced. But if it's somebody that's looking to get into the hobby and they want an all-inclusive package, I would have to say get them the Element... Uh, enduro sendero or Trailwalker. Uh, in my opinion it's the best rtr that you can buy right now uh, the shocks are amazing on them and they're a very very tough vehicle and uh, that's a fantastic starter platform for uh, anybody and especially kids because they are really really strong um nine uh Tikin bxr everybody is really into the whole mamba micros and stuff like that but i think that if you're looking for a small brushed speed control the Tikin bxr is like smaller than a quarter and uh can fit in just about any radio box uh on any of the current rigs and it's a awesome little esc with third channel drag brake adjustability um so it's it's a that would be a really good one and it. It's weird. I don't know if people just glance over it because they're used to the FXR being the one they have to go to, or if they just have it in their mind that Tekken's too expensive and they don't even look, but like the BXR retails at like 69 bucks and it's a killer little ESC. Um, And then lastly, I thought that this, this is something I've wanted to talk about for a while, but number 10, there is a guy on Facebook and his name is Eric Warren. And he has a little, I, I, I don't know if you'd call it a brand because he doesn't necessarily like have an RC product, but it's like a Scale RC lifestyle brand. And it's called Adventure RC Trucks. And he's got this awesome logo. And it doesn't have Adventure RC Trucks on it or anything like that. What it is, is it's kind of like a... Uh, Department of Transportation or Forestry Service looking sign that shows a little stick figure with a backpack holding a radio and driving an RC car up some rocks. And it's such a cool design, and it's really, really simple. But it captures, like, everything that's, like, fun about this hobby into one little picture. And he's got scale size stickers. He's got stickers for... Uh, your one one vehicles he's got t-shirts like all kinds of stuff that he's got on his website as his his store and it's just uh, i don't know it it was one of those ones that you see and you're like man i wish i would have thought of that because it was such a good idea and such a cool like original design but i just thought it was really really clever and well executed and it just seems to capture everything that's rad about the hobby in one very simple illustration so um, it, it's it, they're really cool stickers and I think that that would be an awesome stocking stuffer for somebody and again uh, that guy's name is Eric Warren and it is Adventure RC Trucks is the name of his page and his uh, website where he's got his online store where he can buy the stuff so that is it for my holiday top 10 list
1: nice I mean, mine's going to be somewhat – there's a couple that kind of overlap or similar, um, but there's also a couple things that um, – well, really just one thing that I'm going to throw out there just because, you know, I don't know. It might sound lame, but, um, you know, RC, at least scale, you know, your average person, you know, your most scalers, most RC enthusiasts, you know, they, they like their stuff to be unique. They like to get what they want. They kind you know. And like you said, if they don't put it as you know a specific item or give you like a part number to go off, folks. Of, I mean, trust me, there are people that put out say, "Hey, I'm looking for whatever," and they'll give you the part number so that way you can't get it wrong. But if you're just trying, like, let's say you're trying to get somebody, you know, uh, you know, brother, cousin, uncle, whatever, aunt, your mom. Whoever you're trying to get them, and they, they're, they, you know, they want to get something for their RC card, but you're not quite sure. You can go to anything, a main, your local hobby store, wherever. Get a gift card. Just get a gift card. Yep, then they can go idea. pick out. They can go pick out whatever they want. Um, and you know, it's a win-win. You're getting them. You're still giving them something to get. You know, so that now they have some spending money or some hobby money, whatever you want to call it, and they can get the item that they really want. Um, and sometimes this happens more often than none because sometimes, you know, there's procrastinators. They go out to go get something, and it's no longer in stock, so they get that and say, "Well, when it comes in stock, buy it for yourself." So that would be, I would say, that would be number one. And it's great; it works as a stocking stuffer too. So you don't have, you know, so if you're like, "Hey, I, you know, want to get a little something, something," and there you go. Um, my next would be, if if you've been in the hobby um, for you know whether it's a week, a month, a year, years, um, you're most likely going to have to do repairs. I think getting some sort of a toolkit would be you know beneficial to anybody in the hobby. In uh, your average cars are typically a metric, so any kind of metric uh, hex driver kit, like, you know, like a ProTec, Dynamite. Um, if you want to spend serious coin, Vanquish or MIP, if that's, you know, the route you want to go. But any of those kind of toolkits, because they range anywhere from, like, 20 to $50, bucks, um, I think that would be a great uh Gift item because, like I said, you've been in it long enough. You're gonna need to be doing repairs, and or maybe they have tools and they're just beat up and crusty. So you yeah. give them enough, you I get love them.
0: getting tools. Tools are one of the best presents you can get.
1: Oh, exactly. So, moving on from there, um, I would definitely say uh, if you're gonna go a little more specific, like if somebody's like, "Yeah, I want a new set of tires," or or whatever. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the ProLine tires. Um, They're one of the most popular tires there are. So uh, whether you pick out the ProLine uh, Swampers, the Crawlers, um, the KM3s, or even the Hyrax, I guarantee you whoever's getting them is going to run them. So uh, I would say ProLine tires. Uh, Moving on up... Um, And this is something that I guess some people don't really think about. To me, it it always comes into play when you're getting ready to go out and enjoy your RC car. Uh, A charger, a decent charger. Um, And this could be anything. Like I said, there's so many out there. Uh, You have ProTech. You have Dynamite. You have uh, HiTech. There's so many chargers out there. Personally, like, I love my X4, but I know not everyone's going to go out there and get, you know, an X4 for somebody who's into the RC because you're looking at almost $200 in a charger, but a multiple battery charger that can charge more than one battery at a time is always a plus. Um, that way, you get more batteries ready to go. You're not babysitting, you know, lipos being charged. So I would definitely say
0: um, a
1: quality charger
0: and make sure that that one important thing about that is. When you are shopping for a charger for somebody, make sure to take note of whether or not it needs a power supply.
1: Yes. Good point. So, yeah, just do your research. I mean, there's a lot of budget ones out there, and then there's also a lot of higher, high-end ones. Um, but I definitely say a quality charger. Um, I mean, I'd be excited if somebody got me a quality charger. That's why I'm putting it on this list. So, uh, <laughs> I,
0: I think that. Hint, hint, Michelle. <laughs> no, I, I told you I
1: already got my X4, so I don't, you know. Oh, uh, that's, that's true, that's, yeah. I don't need another one, but I'm saying, like, you know, I, I should have put this disclaimer at the front of my list. These are all items I'd be happy receiving, and, you know, I would, and I know I could be picky with some of my RC stuff, but, um, yeah. Uh, moving on, so I believe that was like number four. Number five, um, batteries. Qu- a, a quality 3S LiPo battery, um, and same thing. It could be Gens Ace, Protech, um, Venom. Uh, there's a lot of you know, good battery brands out there that aren't going to break the bank. You can get a decent battery for 30 to 60 bucks, and um, everybody needs a battery. How else are you going to go out and enjoy your car? So um, battery moving up. This one gets very close to what you picked. Um, I would say like I'm biased because I love my Spectrum remotes. I've been using Spectrum for almost ever since I got into the hobby. But um, I'm a fan of my DX5C. Um, The rugged's very nice, like you pointed out. The waterproof features, the tool features. Um, I'll just be honest, the one feature I don't like about it is the thumb scroll on the back. The pad, I've heard more horror stories about that pad, not to scare anybody away from it, but it's just people say they have a hard time scrolling to what they need um, with that pad, whereas the DX5C, which I have, has the actual scroller, so you're actually scrolling a wheel. Um, that And it works fine. Um, But like a a quality um, uh, remote like that, which I think it's like about 125 ish for that remote. So it's nothing that's like super going to break the bank. But um, if you're looking for a quality remote, something along those lines, um, I'm losing count now. What am I at, six or seven?
0: You're on six now.
1: Um, Okay, yeah, I guess you're right. I thought I was on seven. Anyways... Um, I would definitely go with um, if you're trying to go like electronics. They have some great bundles out there. Uh, you can go on you know A Main, RPP, any of those um, you know big distributors. Tower they're gonna have motor combos. Uh, you can go with you know a Tekken motor combo. Um, I mean, you could even go with like, is if you wanted to go with like a dynamite. I know it's gonna be cheaper, or even like, um, what's the other big brand? Or not big brand. Hobbywing. Hobbywing. That's another popular one. Hobbywing. Uh, you have can, a
0: lot of affordable combos, I noticed.
1: And that's what I'm saying. So you can go with something like that, and you're gonna get. It's gonna be able to be an upgrade from what comes in your in the. You know, if if the person's got an RTR, or maybe they just got old, crusty, worn out. You know, they've had the car for five years and they've never done anything to the the ESC um, or or the motor. Typically, the motor takes more abuse because if you don't clean it out or whatever, then it's just, you know, especially a brush, you're just going to keep wearing out the brushes. So it's a good way to get them freshened up. Um, My next would be if they're like a builder and they're into being a little more custom, building their, you know, their own rig from scratch, so to say, I would get a kit some sort of a kit whether it be the axial um, raw builders kit the um, what is it the red cat whatever theirs was called the their kit pack or something yeah I think it's called the pack or something like that um, and the, or the uh, enduro uh, all, all of those I think are a great way for uh, like let's say they have an RTR but they've never put a kit together and you know that they're hands-on. That's a gr- the, all. Those all, all three of those are great kits to get into because it allows them to be to build it, understand the car a little bit more, um, and I think in the long run you're a little bit you know better off learning how everything works. So if the inevitable happens and it breaks, then you can actually fix it and you can understand where it's going. Um, and then if you had to pick like if I'm going all the way up to like you're like okay I'm I got sky's the limit as far as budget I would say get an RTR and this RTR if I had to pick any RTRs right now uh, it would either be the Axial Capra the Enduro Sendero um and that's really I would say those two you cannot go wrong if you're going RTR they're the hottest selling on the market right now and right out of the box, they got great crawlability and um, durability. So um, I would have to say one and no. Well, I guess I did go in a particular order, but one to ten, that would be my buyer's guide. I like it. So
0: very good. Yeah, the Capper, you can't go wrong. I think the RTR version of that was a pretty cool idea. I, I wasn't really expecting that, were you?
1: No, but the only thing that kind of bums me out about it, and a lot of people saw that, is historically Axial's always given the the kit people, like when people want to buy the kit, they give them something extra. They give them something that you can't get with the RTR, and when they release the RTR, it's like literally you're paying somebody to assemble your kit.
0: And really the Capra is – I mean – I, the Capra went together really quick. Like it was a lot easier to put together than a bomber, let's say, but exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of weird that they did that. I, I think the only difference I can spot between the two is that the shock bodies are silver on the RTR. And I think that's it.
1: Yeah. And like, like I said, it's just, I don't know, to me, it's just kind of weird because like historically, like you got the kit, you'd get like aluminum links or, you know, um, Uh, uh, CVDs versus, like, dog bones. Like, you actually get universal, you know, uh, axle shafts instead of dog bones. Uh, In this one, like I said, you almost are just buying a kit that's been assembled by somebody in a factory.
0: Yeah. And, (laughs) funny enough, you're actually getting, with the RTR, you're getting the servo horn that works with the digs, so... Well, yeah, that's a, you're the, you've got that headache that you don't have to deal with, so I guess that's well, a big plus. But yeah, you're actually winning if you get the RTR instead of the kit this time.
1: It yeah, because it's already assembled. The only thing you're missing out on is, you know, depending on this is going to come down to personal preference. If you are a brushed or brushless person, if you are a brushed person, then it's you're in luck. If you're brushless, then you're SOL.
0: Yeah. And because, it's the same great AE five L that everything's come with for the last couple of years. It's yeah, fantastic. And, and I know PSC. I know
1: Yeah, and I know some people are like a little like I don't know, I wouldn't say confused, but um I guess it is a little misleading to some people. I guess they haven't realized. Um now that Axial's with Horizon, they're using in-house brands. Um, originally they always called it the Axial AE5 even though it was another brand that was another company that was rebranded calling it an Axial um, ESC uh, now it's the Dynamite it's still the same thing though, the AE5, but it's But it's, you know, now it's got the Dynamite brand because that's their house brand. Same with you get the, instead of getting the axial 27-turn or 35-turn motor, you're getting the Dynamite 35-turn motor.
0: Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So so, about that, how they did that to us.
1: Yeah, so you're still getting the same kind of style electronics. The only thing I can't speak on is the, um, the Spectrum servo that comes for the steering servo.
0: Yeah, I know nothing about those.
1: So I mean, I don't know because somebody made a because someone made a comment. I was gonna say that I don't remember that servo being in my one nine wraith, but I could be wrong.
0: Oh, well, I think we talked about that last time. We were talking about the servos <laughs> yeah. in that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that I don't know. I want to almost say I thought I saw a tactic, but I could be wrong. But then again, also. I yanked the Servo out, and it's got a MKS in there anyways, so I wouldn't be able to tell you what's what Servo's in yeah, there. Yeah,
0: I, I forget now. I've got a Spectrum Servo here that I could have swore came out of that 1-9 Wraith, but I don't remember. I had put a Tekken 1 in it and just, after that, just didn't think about it anymore, so I don't even remember now.
1: Yeah, I'd actually have to dig in my uh, electronics graveyard and see if uh, there is a Spectrum one sitting there. If so, I want to say it's very comparable to the tactic that they used to use. Um, but yeah, but yeah, and then actually, what's the, and then the other thing too is you're just getting um, and I don't even think they're the uh, R35 compound. I just think they're the standard compound um, Nitto Trail
0: Grapplers well they're they're calling it s thirty which i'm I'm unfamiliar with
1: then maybe that, they are a stickier compound because I swear I have a set of their stickier compound um nitto tires on my hard body jeep that's still not finished um wasn't
0: it r thirty and r thirty five before like I, I think thought this it was always thirty r- something new
1: I always thought it was just r thirty five or just like were standard. I never. I didn't know there was a 30 and a 35. I could be wrong. You're going to make me go well, look. I'm
0: going to have to look this up now. I'm doing it too. Yeah, they I want to say they uh, rock crawlers, tires, and wheels, tires. Alright, the race is on. Who's going to find it first? Uh, rip saws, That's a good one to look at. Um, R35 was their sticky one and I want to say All the old Axial tires when you would buy them, they would come with R35. And I want to say it was like R30 or R40 was the compound for the other ones, for the ones that come with the kit. That's R35. Let's look at Falcon Wild Peaks. R35. They're going to make me look at a kit to find this out, aren't they?
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: I actually just typed
1: in Axial, I just Googled Axial Tire Compound, and they brought up this old blog from like 2013, and if you scroll down to where it says compound, it says compound. The material the tire is molded in is called the compound. Some rubber compounds are firm and long last, and some are soft and pliable. Axial offers its tires in two compounds. A softer and stickier compound is called the R35, a.k.a. White Dot. While a softer compound will wear out faster, it will grip better on most terrain. But then they don't even talk about the next one. They just say they offer it in two, and they said that's – they go into foam inserts after this. Hmm. Because I swear that you just got either the regular ones. Yeah, because here's – Yeah, because here's all these rip saws on R35, R35. Almost every single one of them, if you look through all these old tires that they had, and some of these I actually forgot that they had. I def- totally forgot. So
0: Bomber's got S30, which that's the one that I'm not sure about now. What's Maybe the S30 is their new RTR compound then. Maybe,
1: Maybe it is, because what's interesting is if you scroll through all of these tires on their buying thing... Every single one of them says, like, there's a 2.2 Ripsaw, and it gives you all the dimensions, and it says Compound, R-35. 2.2 Max is Trepidors. You scroll down, R-35 Compound. 2.2 BF Goodrich Crawlers, R-35. 1.9 Max is Trepidors, R-35. They never say any other than an R-35.
0: Yeah, and now all the RTRs that I'm looking at all say S-30, which I, I... I thought for sure that was something recent, but I'm I'm looking clear back to the um, AX90047, the Schultz Jeep-looking XJ, and uh, that says S30 on it now too, so I don't know. I'm assuming then that maybe they have one soft compound they're using on everything now, which would be rad, because before it was like, You'd buy an Axial RTR, and while the tread was good, they'd just be a little bit too hard, depending on where you were driving, but if they're putting this S30 on everything, then that's pretty cool. Because I want to say the UMG had S30s. I'm looking right now, because the stock UMG tires are actually pretty sticky. I was kind of impressed with them. Um no, I'm wrong. R35 is the sticky one because check. Oh, that's weird. So the UMG, the kit version, not the 6x6, it comes with R35. Now mm. all all the other ones are S30s. But if you go to the Capra, the Capra has... Um, Good God, where is it? S30 on the Capra. So, okay, I'm guessing then the S30s are RTR compound, and the R35 is still the better, stickier version.
1: That's what I'm getting at. That's the
0: conclusion I'm drawing from reading this.
1: And that's basically what I just found, um, because surprisingly enough, there's still people that go on forums. RC Crawler, a post from April... Of 2018, the, they're doing a debate. These people are going back and forth about what is, is, does R35 actually mean something or is it just what they're calling all their tires? And somebody brought up a very good point and said in there, they said R35 has always historically been their quote unquote performance tire, the one that's supposed to be softer, stickier. Um, their medium compound has always been the S30. Oh, okay. Is what they're saying. So, and so, yeah, I, I, that's I, – I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to say S30 is just their standard compound, and the R35 is their stickier, more performance-based. Yeah. But back to the whole matter at hand, while we started looking this up, it does come with the S30 Nitto tires.
0: Oh, you know what? I just looked at it it used to be R40 they changed it. Oh okay. I just yeah, I just found it. I had to go way back. We're talking like a really old picture. <laughs> so Okay, but yeah, crazy.
1: But, um so yeah, so like I said, realistically I mean, I guess that's where you are kind of losing when you buy an RTR, you're getting stock electronics and some standard medium compound tires whereas um if you do the kit yourself you can pick your electronics and pick the uh and pick the tire compound you want yep so but um yeah yeah that's my story and i'm sticking to it
0: (laughs) sorry i'm just i'm looking at the picture of the red Capra RTR right now just kind of cool and, then that
1: was, and then obviously that's the only other big difference is the two color schemes.
0: the green's really cool but the red's kind of growing on me too but you know what you should be proud of me too for saying this I didn't do any shameless SOR plugs in my shopping list really well you were there
1: can we just put them in now?
0: No. Don't buy my stuff. You there, can have no. over there for our graphics. Now there's, now, there's that, now there's no conflict of interest. Don't buy my stuff.
1: No I was actually pretty um, – I, pre- I want to say I was pretty proud of myself. I kept my stuff pretty neutral with my decisions because um, I could have easily thrown in a couple of my sponsors and said go buy their stuff, but – uh, I didn't.
0: I, I did, but honestly, like I still feel that they were good choices. It wasn't based on my relationship with any of the companies or anything. It was more, just from the heart. So, well, yeah, my, I mean, my list, my list was honest. There was no hidden agenda. I'm not oh, trying yeah. to be one of those guys. No, I'm just messing oh. with you. Neither, neither were you. But no, it's, it, I know you're. It's all good.
1: But if you really, but you know, if you do want another uh, servo option, you could go with the MKS DS twelve twenty.
0: Hey, did we mention that um, MKS servos are a good option? MKS uh, servos. No, we didn't. But um, <laughs> when you want your stuff to turn, buy an MKS servo. <laughs>
1: when you want
0: to <laughs> uh, <laughs> have an RC car, want to steer, then you need an MKS servo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say it only because I was told it, but I don't really have any more information on it, and it shows you how much I've stayed in contact with Thomas since I've talked to him about this. Supposedly, MKS is having a Black Friday sale, but that is all I know. It means I don't know Black Friday sale. I don't know what the, that means. I don't know what kind of deals you're getting. I don't know if 15 20% off. I don't know.
0: You know what I saw, and it honestly made me feel really bad about myself, because I would love to do this, but I don't know, I just, I I can't necessarily because I don't carry everything, but I don't remember what company it was, but they posted, hey, we're not going to be doing any Black Friday sales, instead we're going to steer you to our vendors and retail partners that carry our stuff and encourage you to buy from them for your Black Friday deals. And I thought that was actually really cool. And then I thought, man, that would be cool if I did that too. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to. Because, I mean, A-Main, ha- A-Main has a lot of our stuff, but not all of it. So it's like, I mean, I can't really make a post that's like, well, if you want this, 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 and this, go to A-Main. If you want this, this, and this, buy it from us. It's like, well, no, they'll, they'll understand. So I'll do a Black Friday sale.
1: Yeah. See, and then that was the cool thing. I've always like because I've talked to Thomas numerous times about um, the servos, and the cool thing about it, Thomas is he's a straight-up guy. He he's always said he doesn't do a lot of sales or deals directly from MKS because he's tr- he tries to encourage you to go purchase from their retailers and their distributors because then you know. It's a win-win. They already had sold product to make profit to these stores, and now these stores can sell it and make profit for themselves.
0: Yeah, and you're not undercutting the people that are selling your stuff online either because that's kind of not very nice to do either <laughs> You exactly. know, when you think about it. Exactly, yeah. and that's what Thomas And I, I'd like. like to be a good person like that, but I'm just – I'm not, so – <laughs> I'll I'll let them be better people than me. How about that?
1: It's shooting from the hip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, oh gosh.
1: But um, I was gonna say I, I mean, where are we where are we at as far as time?
0: We are at an hour and fourteen minutes.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I I knew it was kind of short, uh, felt kind of short, but. I think
0: okay. I think it's all everything across.
1: Yeah, we got everything across. Um, I do know it's also kind of a shorter week, you know, um, with Thanksgiving. A shorter
0: week deserves a shorter podcast
1: with uh, Thanksgiving and everything. Um, And I know this is probably going to sound super corny, but I was going to say I just want to say that, you know, I'm thankful for. Being a you know having the platform to do a podcast like this with you and uh, to actually have you know people that care and I mean we still get you know we get a, quite a decent amount of interaction um, we get a decent amount of listeners every week um, so that means you know we must be doing something so right so um, actually, yeah I'm, for world, that I'm thankful for
0: that i that's actually really good to bring up I'll, I'll add to that after you're done
1: no I was just going to also say thank you know I'm thankful for you know the sponsors and the people in this hobby that believe in me and the friendships I've made through this hobby like for instance uh, John Martin from uh, Canyon Coolers reached out to me today and, and wanted to say you know hope you and yours have a great Thanksgiving and it's stuff like that it's like I mean people that you know they're doing so much in their day to day you know life you know he's you know, he's got his whole stuff over at Canyon to deal with, and he's taking his time out of the day to stay, say something to you. It's like, I mean, it's just
0: awesome. It's just. That's cool. An, man. John's good people.
1: Yeah, and it's just an awesome, you know, uh, community to be a part of. And actually, that's probably something else we should throw in there. It could be another shameless plug. They probably have Canyon Cooler Black Friday deals.
0: They probably do. They actually have a really good. Um online store setup like really really good like their whole i I don't know i'm trying to think of right word for it but basically like your whole like interaction on their store site is awesome like it's a super super easy shopping experience so that that's actually really cool that, that they uh have such a good site and they usually do really good sales and stuff like that too like and i'm not talking you know like 10% off it's like usually like substantial amounts of money off other of coolers which is rad
1: yeah like that's actually how i got my first uh 55 um my first 55 i wait actually you told me about it they had a sale closer to christmas i want to say because and you were like did you get your cooler they were having a sale and i was like, oh, i missed it you know and i was really bummed out and then like a week or two later oh that
0: was forever ago i remember that
1: yeah and then and and i was and that's why i jumped on it because i think the cooler was like originally like i want to say it was almost like a 200 hundred dollar cooler and i got it shipped to my door for like 125 so it's like yeah, it,
0: they discount that stuff pretty deep on their store
1: and they just came out with a couple new models, so that means I think the older stuff is going to see a price drop. So now would be the time if you want to get a cooler. I know it sounds crazy going into winter and you're like, why would I want a cooler to keep my, f- my food and everything freezing cold when I'm already freezing cold out here? But the coolers are awesome. I stand by them because they work. And there's no... There's no BS and... There's no. It's not like. I mean, and, I, and I'm probably gonna cat. I, I could probably catch a lot of heat for this, but you know, it's like it's like Yeti. Okay, you buy a Yeti, you're paying all this money for a name. Yeah. You know, they were one of the first commercial. You know, or I guess you could say, what is it? Is it commercial? Not. I'm trying to think. They were like the big. Like they were like. The, almost the pioneers of it. They were the first ones to go mainstream. That's the word I'm looking for. They were the first ones to go mainstream, so they start popping up everywhere. But yeah. you buy a Yeti, and you're you're spending almost $100 on just the name. You can go get oh, something yeah. that works better, if not the same, as that Yeti for a fraction of the cost.
0: And, and they're still grizzly bear rated and everything else too.
1: Exactly. So... Yeah.
0: You know what's rad about that, too, since we're on the subject of canyon here? I mean, since we got a little bit of time. um, You had mentioned canyon, you know, like having a cooler in the wintertime. Well, first of all, like where I live, it gets really windy since we're like right on the water and stuff. And our power goes out all the time. And so having good coolers like that, because at one point we were without power for six days over Christmas one year and honestly like having a good cooler like that kept us from throwing away almost all of our food and I mean they don't use hardly any ice when you actually like you know pre-cool them and everything but a neat thing about them too and I don't know if you read this in the literature that comes in them but you can also use canyon coolers in reverse so if you have you know, with all the holiday cooking and stuff going on, if you have something that you need to keep warm, you can put warm items in your Canyon cooler and it's not going to damage it at all. And it will keep the stuff warm for hours too. So that's really good when you're cooking, you know, like these big couple course meals or whatever over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, it's, it's actually super useful. So Yeah, I mean that's – honestly, even if it's not summertime, that's still something really good to kind of have on your radar because they – you don't really appreciate it until you have one and you're like, dude, this is way better than anything we ever had before and you end up being really stoked on you know your purchase of them. So that's something to consider too.
1: Oh, yeah. They're definitely worth their weight in gold. Um, I have – I personally have my 55, my 45, and my 20 where's it 22. I think it's a 22. Um, I use the 22 a lot for work, um, especially in summer when I need to pack like a lot of waters or you know I want to keep my lunch cold until lunchtime cuz it can get mm-hmm. you know super hot. So and it's and it's pretty much about the same size as a small, you know, uh, igloo, you know, lunch Box or lunch cooler, whatever you want to call it, um, personal cooler when you're going to work. So and it works better. So um, that's also another great gift idea. And just keep an, yeah, and if you're interested, keep your eye out um, on their website and on their social media. They they usually blast it out on the social media first. So if you want to get those uh, early jump starts, um, follow Canyon Coolers on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Yeah, and I guess it'd be appropriate for me to say who i'm thankful for too um all my sponsors that have stuck with me um main Protect, night customs proline teakin um deadlock racing ultra running um god i sure hope i got them all so oh yeah big one uh team associated uh, can't forget that that's a new one that i gotta remember um So, yeah, thank you guys so much for the things that you do for me and, uh, you know, all the fun that I get to have as a result of that, which translates into being able to share fun with other people too. Um, All my customers that have stuck with me this year with my crazy health issues and stuff that I've been having, I don't know what it is about 2019, but it's been the year for injuries and just dumb stuff happening to me, so... Very uh, thankful for that. But the big one that I wanted to point out is all of you guys that listen to this show. So RC is, you know, big but not huge when you're talking like the hobby as a whole. So you take that and then you whittle it down to people that are in that RC hobby that are willing to listen to a podcast. And that number shrinks substantially okay because you know it depends on what the subject is and whether or not they can relate to it you know i don't know of any like basher podcasts or anything like that but the majority of them out there are for like racing and whatnot and then as far as i know you and i are the only like scale rc one um so with our podcast you take an already small number of people and whittle that down even further to people that care about the scalar side of things and that's a very specific group of people that is our target audience. And going into this, um, Adam and I didn't really have any expectations because we just wanted to do it because it was fun. And uh, something that we both enjoy just kind of BSing about because it's really kind of our Only chance, you know, just outside small, like, text messages to buddies and stuff here and there. Um, It's really kind of our only chance to actually have, like, conversations about uh, this hobby. And so, you know, we really didn't set out on any kind of, like, mission to, you know, have it take off and be some crazy awesome thing and be well-known or something. That's not at all, you know, the intent here. But when, you know... All that being said, given how small our audience is, the numbers that we're pulling from you guys is absolutely mind-blowing to me, and it exceeds anything that I could have ever expected. Um, Our all-time downloads from when we started this back in March is 4,400 downloads. In the last 30 days, we've had 617 downloads. That's just in the last month. And in the last week, we've had 116 downloads. So those numbers are awesome. But what's more impressive to me is that like, we have more of a worldwide audience than I thought. And it's, it's not huge numbers or anything like that. But it really blew my mind when I started looking at some of the uh, figures here. For example, so United States, you guys have downloaded our episodes 3,406 times, which is just absolutely amazing, given the fact that we only have 28 episodes. Like, that, that's huge. Um, United Kingdom is second with 111 downloads. Uh, Canada, 92. Australia, which is really surprising to me, 64. South Africa, 48. Italy... 33, Norway 27, Germany 20, Sweden 8, Finland 4, Greece 4, Dominican Republic 3, and then a bunch of just single ones ranging from Brazil all the way to the Netherlands and Portugal. So, that blows my mind that like, even people in non-English speaking countries are listening to episodes and that kind of trips me out you know and like a fair number of them too like it, it it it's just interesting when you look at it and you see that that people from all these different corners of the globe that are listening to this all of us have the same thing in common and it's something that we're excited and passionate about and is for a lot of us our preferred way of spending time with people you know with our friends and family and whatnot so um Seriously, just thank you to you guys because this is really amazing to me. You know, that we're getting that kind of reach with such a uh niche, you know, podcast. So thank you guys for being so awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. I mean, Jay already nailed it on the head. You know, we do this because we enjoy it. um We'd probably still be doing this if only one person or if only ourselves listen to the podcast as we're recording or editing. Um, But, yeah, we enjoy it. Um, We enjoy giving you guys something uh, to listen to. And, uh, yeah, thank you for your support. And uh, that's all I have.
0: Yeah, that's it until next time. So uh, you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time that you have with your family because you never know how much you have left. And uh, get out there and have some fun if you get a chance this weekend. So. Until next time, we'll catch you later. See ya.